Welcome to Keys Vineyard Community Church. We're very glad you're with us as we continue on in a series uh, that we just started called Living is Christ. And uh, we just got into this last week. Uh, we're going to look at some uh, verses in Philippians 1 uh, initially, and, and there's things that I want to talk about. And um, life is, is found. This, the, you know, I want to talk about the full and abundant now and forever life that Jesus wants us to experience and to have. And I said it's, I, I think it's so important in, you know, the, the time when we live and uh, how chaotic things are right now and, and uh, just, you know, things that keep happening, uh, you know, <laughs> everywhere. Uh, that that um, if we're not, we can become very fearful as a result and, and we can lose purpose and lose sight of what life is really all about. And um, I think the Apostle Paul is so good at, at talking to us about, you know, where we're going to find life and what it looks like in those verses, and that ultimately it's, it's about Jesus. Life is found in Jesus and, and um, all that that looks like. So over the next little series, I'm going to be looking at some ideas that uh, those, uh, those verses sort of bring up, and we can talk about them. We started last week, and we talked about dealing with shame and uh, it, very important that we get to that. The enemy uses that to steal life from us, and we, we looked at, uh, you know, ways to deal with that so he couldn't use that as a weapon against us. Today, I thought as we press on, and since it's Fisherman's Blessing weekend, I, I thought we would look about uh, living as Christ, and we're going we're gonna to look at a, a time that Jesus has with some fishermen, in particular Peter, and how we can apply that to our own lives and what that looks like. And we're uh, we'll be looking today about lives of purpose and how important it is to know that our, our lives have purpose and what that means. So that's the intro transition. Always a bad, you know, joke or a silly thought. This is more of a silly thought, maybe a couple of them. Um, so uh, we, we went on a cruise, and then we were away at a conference, and, you know, um, when, you're, when you're gone like that, it's hard to eat the way that you're supposed to and eat right, and I'm trying to dig back in. But ever, whenever I want to start eating healthy, uh, a chocolate bar just looks at me in Snickers. I know a guy that uh, has kleptomania, but when it gets really bad, he just takes something for it. That's funny. <laughs> Scripture reading. Here on purpose, Philippians 1, 20 through 27. This is the ch chunk of Scripture we'll be looking at in this series. I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed but will have sufficient courage, so that now as always Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. For me, to live is Christ, to die is gain. If I'm to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet what shall I choose? I do not know. I am torn between the two. I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far, but it is more necessary for you that I remain in the body. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and I will continue with all of you for your progress and joy in the faith, so that through my being with you again, your joy in Christ Jesus will overflow on account of me. Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a many manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then, whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in one spirit, contending as one man for the faith of the gospel. Blessed be the word of the Lord. Um, that verse uh, in verse 21, uh, you know, that's sort of what I want to look at when Paul says, for me, to live is Christ. 
for me to live is Christ. Living is Christ, and, and that's where we find life. And I want to um, talk today about an encounter that Jesus has with, with Peter and with a few other fishermen uh, and a crowd by a lake, and, and that I want to talk about a life of purpose and that it's found as we sort of launch out with Jesus at his command. So that's the first point in your notes. Launch out. Launch out. Let me read you the story in Luke 5, verses 1 through 4. So it was, as the multitude pressed about him, that's Jesus, to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. And when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. So here's what's happening. Jesus is sort of standing on the beach, and uh, he's preaching, and a crowd has surrounded him, and it's a multitude. It's a big multitude. Um, while this is going on, Peter and, uh, and James and John are um, off to the side, and they've been fishing all night, and they've been totally unsuccessful, but they're washing their nets. So they're not really part of this multitude. They're busy. Their nets are dirty, and they're, they're being good fishermen, and they're, they're washing their nets there um, by the seashore. And, uh, um, and, you know, they're tired. They've been going all night. Jesus is there on a the beach. And suddenly, uh, as Jesus is there, um, he, he apparently says, you know, Simon, can I use your boat? And uh, Simon, who's Peter, stops with the nets and, okay, I guess, and he gets into his boat, um, you know, where he can kind of, and he pushes it out a little bit. Jesus gets on his boat, and Jesus preaches to this crowd. He teaches from the boat. And, and, uh, and so now Simon is there, and he's listening to Jesus uh, teach and preach and whatever he's doing to the crowd that's gathered on the beach. When Jesus finishes his teaching and his message, he looks at Simon Peter again, and uh, he says something pretty fascinating. He says, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Now, here, here's some scenario with what's going on. At this point in time in, in history, fishermen um, in the Sea of Galilee um, would fish at night in the shallow water. They didn't fish in the daytime in the deep water. That's not how they fished. They fished at night in the shallow water with their nets, and that's when they would normally catch fish, although remember they just had a night where they haven't caught any fish. But Peter and James and John, they'd been out all night unsuccessful. Anybody here ever been out fishing all night and not caught anything? Or been out any time fishing and not caught anything? You know the experience? I know. It's not a fun experience. Um, okay, so, so nothing's happened all night long. Um, they're washing their nets. Jesus shows up, big crowd, preaching. Simon, can I use your boat? Okay, whatever. He stops washing the net, gets in there. And then he says, Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Now, here's a fascinating point in time because Peter, he can either listen to Jesus and launch out or he can sort of follow his own senses, which are, I'm tired, it's late. You know, I've, I've just been doing this all night. It's kind of fruitless and not do it. But his choice at this moment is sort of the pivotable, pivotable, pivotal point. I added an extra syllable. I kind of like pivotable better. <laughs> but anyway, it's a pivotal point for the rest of his life. And his decision that we're going to read here in just a moment, and the miracle that results from it, 
reveal how amazing it is to listen to Jesus and to do what he says and how doing that can change an entire life. And so when, when, when Jesus, when Peter chooses to place his faith in Jesus, the powerful word of God, his life would never be the same. Very powerful story. So second thing I want to talk about with you today is responding with faith. Responding with faith. So the story continues in Luke 5.5. 5. Simon, Peter answers and says to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. Now, initially, Peter responds to Jesus' command, sort of like you and I would, um, and, and I, I think we would sort of reason it out, right? Master, we've, tiled, uh, we've toiled all night long, and we have taken nothing. And I think that's Peter being kind to Jesus and basically thinking, to, think about it. You know, P- Peter's a fisherman. Jesus is a wonderful preacher, as far as Peter can tell, and a, and, and a, and, and a carpenter, excellent carpenter, as far as we know. Imagine he would have been, you know. Uh, and, and, uh, and here he is telling him how to fish. And so his response, you know, he's probably like, you know, that's a kind way of saying, really, I, we've done this all night. We sort of know what we're doing. And we don't do the deep thing anyway. We, we, this is what we do. We do it at night, and that's how we catch fish. And, and you ever reason through the kind of stuff like that? And, and uh, you know, basically, why don't you leave these decisions to me? This is what I do. And, uh, and yet, Peter makes this huge decision. Contrary to everything that he's been thinking about, contrary to his training, his experience, he says, nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. Peter responds in faith. It's a huge response. So he processes everything, and then he says, okay, I'm going to do it. And see, there's, there's something about being willing to follow Jesus. Here in particular, into, into deep sort of unfamiliar waters, doing something different. And what happens is when we do that, it causes us to have closer fellowship with Him. Because as we step out and trust Him, um, our, our dependence and our reliance is completely on Him to, to meet us there and to meet our need and to, to lead us and to guide us. And, and it's, see, when, when the only answer to a problem, to a situation is dependence on God, what happens is you tend to listen to Him a lot more and you tend to spend time with Him a lot more often. And, and so there's something about this response in faith where, where it's, His reliance now is on Jesus, the very Word of God. And there's something about listening and, and launching out, as He tells us to, and responding in faith where we really learn how to trust Him and we also really learn how to pray. Hebrews 11.6, the writer of Hebrews says, Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. Without faith, you can't please God. With faith, conversely, you can please God, and He's a rewarder of those who earnestly seek Him. It's life is what He rewards us with. Real life, full life, abundant life. The life we all desperately want to have deep down inside. Now, part of the process is, in order to respond in faith, we have to listen to Jesus. That's point number three. You have to listen to Jesus. 
And, and there's something that he says there that I think is, I want to make sure that you hear, so I want to take time on it. He, he says, Peter says to Jesus, at your word, I will. Because you're saying so, even though it's not what I think, or even though I, you know, I would do it a little differently, but because that's what you say, that's what I'm going to do. And Peter could have come up with a lot of reasons. He came up with a few already. Like, uh, I like to call those rationalizations. I only like that word because it's rational lies, and that's what we tell ourselves all the time is rational lies when we don't want to do what we ought to do. We try and we rationalize, right? And so um, he had a lot of reasons not to listen to Jesus. He could have said, we've done it all night. I'm tired. You don't know what you're talking about. You're a carpenter. I'm a fisherman. No. But because he chose to respond in faith, everything changed in his life. See, he, he turned from his rationalization, and he stakes everything on the word of Jesus. That's where life is found. And so his, his decision to do it, to launch out, it was, it was purposed obedience. See, people go, oh, well, you know, he's just not even thinking or anything. It's not true. He thought it through, but he purposely decides that it's better to do it his way than his own way. And, and what happens is he's heard, he heard unmistakably the word of Jesus, and he, and he somehow calculates that, that God's power is greater than his own limitations. And, and so he, there's this faith that he, he responds with because he's listening to Jesus. And, and see, that's how what we have to have in order to know, you know, when and where to launch out. Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And, and so th to develop this thing, it's, it's really about, you know, do you hear God's Word? And how do you do that? Well, do you read it? Do you read the Bible? Do you study the Bible? Do you memorize the Bible? Do you listen to it as it's preached? See, this is developed in us as we learn, know, study, memorize, rely on the Word of God. For us, that's, that's where life sort of begins to happen and make sense. So that we can respond in faith, we have to listen to Jesus and His words are here for us. And so let me encourage you again. I do this all the time. You, you have to read this book. As believers, you just have to read this book. I, I find people all the time who, who haven't read the book. And, and you've got to read it. You can't you, it, just take some time. And, and every day, read a little bit of it. Just a little bit of it until you've read it. And, and you whole, read the whole thing. Uh, and then read it again. And then read it again. You really, I read it over and over and over and over and over again. Every year. I'm, I work my way all the way through it. And then I'm reading it all the time. And, and I'm doing that not just because I have to stand up here and talk about it. I, I have to have a whole level of that that's just me and, my, me and God time. Separate from all this other stuff. Separate from my sort of you know, job or calling or whatever you want to call it. I, I have to have my own relationship with God that comes from reading so that I'm responding and listening and knowing what He's saying to me uh, as well. And it comes from developing those times. I want to encourage you, you know, press in and, and, and take time. Read it. it. It doesn't take that long to read it. It's, it sort of reminds me of the guy that said, I can take up, uh, I took up speed reading and I can read War and Peace in 20 seconds. It's only three words, but it's a start. <laughs> I just wanted to break that up a little bit. Point four, living is Christ. I want to drive the point home. Let's continue on in the story. Verse six, when they had done this, 
they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats, so they began to sink. And when Simon Peter, Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O God. I want to talk about that, but I want to... There's something about this story that I, I, had, I hadn't seen that I noticed recently. Um, and, and what I noticed recently is that Jesus stays on the boat. I'd always in my mind thought that they went out, launched out and took the nets and did that thing and Jesus was hanging out on the beach, but he didn't. He's, he's in the boat. And he stays with them when they go out and catch fish. And he knows what's going on, and there's the, a huge catch of fish, and they haul him in, and there's fish everywhere. And in, now, now, so I had never seen this, before. and Jesus is standing there. I'm sure he's going to pull up the nets. Can you imagine? So, so he's, and I, I just get this picture of Jesus just laughing, like, I told you. <laughs> Come on. And Peter's just trying to imagine now, all night, didn't really want to go, responded in faith fish like they'd never seen before in these nets. They have to signal the other boat because there's, there's so many fish. And, and Peter's response is, is so amazing um, in the process. And, and you know, you would, you would think that but Peter might be going, this is like the best catch ever. What's this going to be worth to me? But his response is falling at Jesus' knees and saying, depart from me, for I'm a sinful man, O Lord. It's just so wild the response that Peter has at this amazing catch of fish in the process of what's going on. And I think it's just that he's so overwhelmed that, that God can use him like this, that, that just by his purposed obedience, now there's this huge catch of fish. I read this thing by Warren Wearsby. He wrote this. This fascinated me. Peter was humbled not by his night of failure, but by his astounding success. This is a mark of real character. If success humbles you, then failure will build you up. And I think in our world today, um, most people are not humbled by success. In fact, it's the exact opposite, but there's no room in their lives for launching out and doing the things that they need to do, see, and living by faith. And so... It goes on, the story goes on in verse 9. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. So there's Peter bowing in the presence of Jesus. All of this stuff just kind of hitting him all at once. And, and, and Jesus brings it all together for Peter about life. He says, from now on, you will catch men. And something happens to Peter in that, that process. See, it's like he's not really sure about his life up to that point, or at least about his purpose. But from now on, from this moment forward, he's going to be a fisher of men. That's what he's going to do. On the behalf of, of Jesus himself, Peter's going to embrace this mission, you know, we call it one more, and he's going to share good news with people, and, and uh, you know, he's going to live to introduce people to Jesus. And see, that's at the heart of all of us, that's the calling of our lives where we find purpose, is we, is we, we launch out 
in our life with Jesus. And then He uses us for His glory in the world around us. And He gives us opportunities to tell other people about who He is, to, to love on people, to be kind to people, to, to, to understand that, you know, we have purpose. We were created on purpose. That, that you know, we're, we're to tell, you know, broken, shattered people which are everywhere now, that, that there's life available to them uh, in, the, through the, in Christ and what that looks like and that life, real life only happens as we launch out in living for Christ. And, and so, you know, as we, as we think about those things today and as, as so many of you fish and can relate to that and, and, and maybe as you see this story and you see the bigger picture of what's going on and that your life is, has such amazing purpose in Christ, and that, that what we all need to do is just listen and, and respond in faith to His Word. And, and know Him as our Savior and as our Lord. And as we do and as we live this thing out, everything sort of begins to change. And we, we can start seeing reasons behind things and His purpose in our lives and what He's doing. And that, that as we do, He's with us. I love that picture that when Peter launched out, they didn't leave Jesus on the beach. He went right out there with them. And I love that about who Jesus is and what He does. So think about that, you know, the, the, that He calls us to launch out in, in life where life is, you know, we're dependent on Him and, and to listen for what He has to say and then, then, you know, respond on purpose by knowing His Word and listening for His Word and then realizing our purpose is found in living for Him, living as Christ, and, and that's where we find life. Okay, that's that for today. Before we're done, though, I want to... Pray for fishermen. It's fishermen's blessing time. I'm going to do it in two waves. All right? Uh, waves. That's funny. Did you like that? We're going to wait for that first wave. Now, what I want to do first, and, and just so you know, is that first I want to, I want to pray for um, uh, commercial fishermen, for people whose livelihood is based on fishing and, and whatever that looks like. So I want to pray for you first. And then I'm going to pray for all the recreational people next. Um, so, uh, and I, I won't take long, either one of them. So if you're, if you're commercially involved in fishing, it's your livelihood or a part of your livelihood, something you depend on, I want to pray a blessing for you. Would you stand uh, just right where you're at and let me pray for you? Commercial fishermen, people who are fishermen, captains, all those things, do it commercially. I want to pray for you. There you go. Okay, good. All right, let me pray for you guys. Father, uh, I pray your blessing on, on commercial fishermen. For all those uh, who um, live in and on and by and, and are provided for by the water around us and, and by um, your amazing grace and movement in our lives, I pray, God, that you would watch over them, protect them, give them wisdom, give them safety. Bless their boats and their equipment, God. And, and Lord, that, uh, that they would be able to enjoy time with you every, every day that you give them, Lord, um, on the water with you and, or even just preparing to be on the water with you, that they would sense your presence and they would hear your word and they would respond in faith and that you would guide their lives. And bless them, Lord, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Okay, now, I want to pray for everybody that's recreationally involved in fishing. That means you go out on the boat or you go out on the bridge or you go to the fish house and buy fish, you cook fish, you eat fish. Um, <laughs> you look at the water as you drive by it on the way to and from. 
in the keys. I want to pray for all of you. So stand up if that's you. <laughs> Father, I want to pray for each person here, Lord. And, and, Lord, the water is so much a part of who we are down here in so many ways. And I pray, Lord, your blessing on them, that they would be able to enjoy creation, your creation around them, Lord, the, the, the water and all that is in it, Lord. I pray that as they go and fish and, and dive and, and swim and recreate and all those things, God, that you would watch over them and bless them and protect them. I pray that you would keep them safe, Lord. I, I pray that their equipment would run well and true and bring them home safely. I pray, Lord, for all of uh, the fishermen as uh, this week approaches, Lord, and with so many people there and for a couple of days in the water, that you would watch over them, protect them, and bring them home safely, Lord. And, and God, that you would bless them with uh, a bounty of catch when they go out. And, and Lord, that all of us would know that our purpose, Lord, is, is, uh, is always found in you as fishers of men and of living for you. I pray your blessing on them now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right, while you're standing, I'm just going to go ahead and take up the offering. And then we'll take five minutes and move into worship. Father, thank you for an opportunity.